1: Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
4: Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett-Smith and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. On this red Table Talk. we've had digestive issues for years. Floating, Floating nausea, nausea, weight issues, migraines. migraines. Is your gut making you sick? What to eat? Oh. Okay. What to avoid? Oh. And the one test you need to get. Okay, Miss Cheetah, a little poke. The ultimate gut makeover. Sticking cameras
5: in your booty. This is really eye-opening.
4: Alright, here we are.
5: We're back to business.
4: We sure are. Gut show, and a perfect time for
0: Jaden to come back. You and know, co-host with us.
5: I'm back, y'all. I'm back. Back
4: <laughs> in effect to talk about what some gut stuff.
5: Yep, yep. <laughs> <That's how> we- <laughs> well, I had know. to come back.
4: Jaden is back at the table to talk about a problem that we all share, the three of us actually, mm-hmm. that we hope we can resolve once and for all. Like 70 million other Americans, we've had digestive issues for years. Yeah, this has been a real problem. Yeah. yeah. What do you think your number one gut problem is? Bloating and kind of a nondescriptive discomfort. It's not pain. See, that's me. Kind of nauseous, just not feeling good. I would say my number one gut issue is no appetite and discomfort when I eat, so i just rather not eat. I'm I'm very food sensitive. You right? really are. If I put one thing in there that's not supposed to be there, I am totally down.
5: My biggest gut problem would be like just not being hungry when I need to be, or being stressed. You have pain. I have pain too. You have pain. I, I do when have you pain. Eat. I eat so much sugar that I have a candida buildup that happens in my stomach.
4: Is that from the pancakes?
5: It's not necessarily from the pancakes, but it's from it the probably syrup. is.
4: Jaden, ha- this is just to let the audience know, Jaden has been eating pancakes <laughs> for breakfast every day since he was a child. Yeah. I he doesn't to- miss a day.
5: Just doing that for literally the past, uh, like, just my entire freaking life for 23 years, I feel like it's just built up for a long time.
4: Do you feel better from the last time we did the family health show?
5: Yeah, I definitely do. I was able to work with the doctors and really... Um, Get my vitamins and yeah. different supplements and mm-hmm. you know, protein shakes, and that's half of my diet. It's like a password that I have to find to my body. And I'm like yeah. 10 pounds heavier now at this point, and I feel like I'm keeping on my weight, I'm able to put on more muscle. And
4: You've worked hard on, on bulking up your body. Oh, yeah, since then.
5: That's definitely been a big thing, and that was a long way from where I was when I was at Coachella, where I just was just like, yeah, just like. I thought I was so tight. I thought I was so tight. I was like, this, I'm swagging on this. Like, I need to take off my shirt right now.
4: Like, Well, you were just trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, on our quest to figure out our gut issues, Gam and I went to the hospital for some important procedures. My first colonoscopy is not your first. No, second. But it's mine. I'm hungry as hell. I'm cranky. Yes. Thirsty. I'm dehydrated. Exactly. Tired. I'm freaking tired. And, and uh, all of that. All of the above. I <laughs> gotta get camera up, my tail. I'm actually past due for my colonoscopy, because I should have gotten one when I turned 60. 60. I don't know why I didn't. So you're eight years late, Gam. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna be clear, you're eight years late.
6: <laughs> all right.
4: Well <laughs> eight years late. I was busy. You busy for eight years? All right. <laughs> it was it was tough yesterday. I've been on clear liquids all day, so I'm tired, I'm hungry. Um, and now I gotta drink this prep. So oh, mm. good golly, Miss Molly. I just couldn't get it down. I was like, I looked, I just was sitting. Was, it, was, it was sitting on the counter, and I was just looking at it. I was like, girl. Well, I tell you what, they talk about a cleanse. They need to sell that stuff. When I tell you I got nothing left. Yeah. Like my stool was just clear water. Just Nothing yeah, like, was coming out but water. It's water. It was just water, and it was clear. Yeah, and it was running out like like a fountain, and I had a bunch of Zooms. I was like, I had a bunch of Zooms yesterday. I have to pee. Thank you, Chet. Okay, here we go.
6: Hi, how are you? My name is Kimberly, I'm gonna be your nurse getting you ready for your procedure today. Oh, thank you, I'm gonna give you some privacy.
7: You're
4: gonna have to go down to your birthday suit. Okay, just birthday suit. I think the last time I was in a hospital was, was when I gave birth to Willow. Jeez. Yeah. Alright, I love you, Mama. I love you, game. I'll see you okay. when, when you're done. Yeah. But, We're gonna go over
6: here to okay. room number five, okay? I'm gonna take your temperature, okay? Any chances that <laughs> you could be pregnant? Hell no. Oh, hey, I, <laughs> I heard it's not your
5: first
8: rodeo. It is. You've mine. had this before, I've
6: Okay, Miss Chita. Little poke. Ready, one, two, three.
8: Are you having any pain right now?
9: Mm-mm. IV is in. So you're going to do a colonoscopy today, correct? Yeah. You're asleep during the entire procedure, and then they'll go ahead and put the scope in
8: and just kind of check to see what's going on. If necessary, they'll take biopsies at that time. All right. See you on the other side.
4: (laughs) It's really easy.
7: <laughs>
4: really I'm, so I'm so relaxed. Hi,
8: Miss Adrian. You're in recovery.
4: But I feel great. I know I'm still high. I get that, you know what I mean?
7: <laughs> We're just going to monitor your vital signs while you're waking up from the anesthesia, okay?
4: Sticking cameras in your booty. You know, that's a little that's a little cumbersome, you know? For a moment I have a bit of a panic when I when I first started. I was just like I got scared. And I think for African American communities who have like We have so much distrust in the medical process. You lecture about the African-American community (laughs) while you were still alive. And that was really smooth. But I just want people to know that it was a very easeful process. I feel good. And I feel extra good because I'm on the other side. Are
6: you in any pain?
7: Okay, Okay, so, Miss Pinkett Smith, everything went well. Good. The good part was that um, we were able to take the biopsies we were planning on doing. Okay. Colon-wise, there was nothing alarming, which is always a great sign, but um, the prep was not that great. Oh, no, really? Yes, this is um, probably leftover for something healthy that you had. It looks like a bean to me, but... um, (laughs) Oh, but but that uh, for us is not enough to say, you know, you don't have small polyps. Um, usually we do recommend repeating within a year or so.
4: Okay. Any okay. questions?
7: Any concerns? No. Good.
4: Thank you so much. My pleasure. Of course.
9: Thank you. Of
4: course. I had beans in my colon. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious.
7: So... How do you feel? I
4: was clearer than her, right?
7: Yes. Because she didn't
4: take her second dose.
7: (laughs) Regarding your colonoscopy, so everything went well. Okay, so good news. You did have three polyps. Two of them were very small. One of them was... Still considered small, but the type of polyp that we keep a closer eye on, this is how it looks like. So you see, we removed it, we put a small clip on, just so that that area closes nicely and heals. Usually we bring patients back three years later, so okay. we kind of keep a closer eye. The second thing I want to talk to you about is, there's, there was some sort of discoloration that sometimes we see when uh, people take um, laxatives or yes. sorts. completely well, I take benign. It every night. Yeah,
4: every single you know, night, like two times years, every. For
7: years. T- for years now.
4: Yes. Was yeah. that not good?
7: It's a stimulant laxative, so a lot of times your colon becomes dependent on it. Yes. So then, when you don't take it, you get constipated. Yes. So usually, we don't recommend long-term use. I'm surprised because
4: this is like an herbal.
7: Right. A lot of things that are herbal sometimes are uh, not good for us. Mm. Mm. Okay. Questions. Nope. Questions. No. Have a great afternoon. Um, great. Thank you so your much. copy, okay?
4: Thank you so much. You in here snitch, you from the streets snitching on people. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: so I oh, next bean. time. Take Bye. that second dose just
4: in case there's a bean up in there.
0: <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This
9: is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
5: You snitched on again. She she to- to- that's gonna gonna she wait- take a- her whole dose. She couldn't wait
2: till the <laughs> doctor
5: left. <Who laughs> <does that?
4: laughs> oh my goodness. I was relieved though that they didn't find anything. No, that, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So Dr. Fola May is a gastroenterologist at UCLA. She's here to help us get our guts all
8: the way together. Wow, it's really nice to be here. I'm so happy that you did the colonoscopy, and I actually just want to thank you for doing it in front of people, too, because I think it's something that there's such a stigma,
1: yeah. talking
8: about having a procedure through your back end, through right. your anus, mm-hmm. uh, talking about anything that has to do with poop or right. your rectum, especially in the black community. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people die, unfortunately, from colorectal cancer. Right. Yeah. But this is one of those cancers that we say everybody's at risk. We know it's the number two cause of cancer-related deaths. Wow. In America. Mm. So, we really want everyone to consider themselves at risk for colorectal cancer. Previously, we were screening everyone at 50, and that was the golden age. When you turn 50, you get a colonoscopy. Right. But in May of 2021, the United States Preventive Service Task Force made a recommendation that everyone start screening for colorectal cancer at age 45. Mm. And the reason why we did that is because we're starting to see colorectal cancer at younger and younger ages. ages. Wow. wow. All right, so tell us what exactly the gut is. Yeah, I think people hear the word gut and they Mm -hmm. think of their stomach, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. But the reality is that the digestive system is a large series of organs that starts at the mouth and it goes all the way down to our anus. So when you eat, food travels through the esophagus, through the stomach, through the small bowel, and then into the colon, which is the part that we examine for the polyps, like the procedures that you had.
4: Okay, and so all of that is considered the gut?
8: Yes, it is.
5: What are the top warning signs to know that your gut is not healthy?
8: I heard you guys talking about earlier, you eat something, you're sick, you just keep going. So the question becomes, when should you become alarmed? Right. If you're having blood in the stool, Mm -hmm. nausea, vomiting on a regular basis, weight Mm -hmm. loss, severe constipation, lump hard stool. If you're having loose, watery stools, if they're waking you up at night. That's Mm. something that we also should be evaluating.
4: We have an image of different kinds of stool.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we're going to ask, which kind are you? I like talking about this. Yeah. (laughs) We have the seven types. They are on this diagnostic chart. Mm. People try to describe their stools to us, and it's hard to really understand what they're saying. Some people describe diarrhea very differently. Right. We want people to be type 3 or type 4. Um, When you get into type 1 or 2, it's too constipated, and we need to find ways to soften those stools, prevent hemorrhoids, pain, other symptoms. Right. And then when we get on the other end of the spectrum, when it's too watery, beyond type 5, that warrants medical attention. Got it. I'm like type 3, type 4. Okay. Okay.
5: I think, I think I'm think i probably type 3, type 4 as well. Yeah. So yeah.
4: I'm type 3 and sometimes okay. 4 yeah, when I was taking my softener. <laughs> 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 Since, you know, I had the colonoscopy, he asked me to stop taking the softener. And I, and I have. And now it's a problem. It's a problem.
8: But we don't so, want you to just stop. So we got to get you on something else. Well, yeah. I eat so much green vegetables and stuff. I don't know why I... But your body's gotten used to having that extra push. There are many other options for you. Well, why not make sure that you're getting a large amount of fiber, that you're getting plenty of fluids during the day. And then on top of that, there are also medications that we can use for constipation. Got it. So,
4: Nancy Jaffe is UCLA's lead dietitian and is going to help us feel better through food. Nancy brought along some critical foods to to help with constipation. This is awesome. Welcome to
6: the table. I'm imagining that's prunes. Prunes. It is. Prunes have so much benefit for constipation. When patients eat somewhere between 8 and 12 prunes a day, they get to have a really good bowel movement. And... (laughs) (laughs) Look at Gav. Don't look Uh, like that, Gam. Gam, you're supposed to eat for your body's well-being. It It can cause cause some (laughs) bloating and gas. So that's why instead I wanted to bring kiwis. Because kiwis are very GI friendly, no bloating, no gas. And they've done several studies and shown that if people eat two kiwis a day, they can actually resolve their chronic constipation. So, kiwi has an amazing amount of fiber. And okay. it's not gonna cause no bloating, gas
8: no and gas. Bloating. Less no. so
6: than the prunes for sure. Is there a type of kiwi that's not as bitter? Or... There is. So, there's the golden kiwi. Okay. So, that's the one that has the golden color on the inside.
5: It could be made into a juice, though. It yeah, could be made into yeah. a You don't have to yeah. just eat raw kiwis. You got it. Yeah, like, no, because. It, it, my whole thing with with the I'm health movement is people think that things that are healthy are not good and it's and it's not that they're not good it's that we don't know how to make absolutely.
8: them absolutely we don't absolutely. know how to prepare them i think what jaden's saying is so important because i feel that sometimes patients will hear Cut this out or change your diet, then they don't know how to prepare the foods. And then it's just a failure at, yeah, from the yeah. start.
6: I've had patients who didn't know they loved Brussels sprouts or didn't know they loved kale until it was prepared a certain way. Yep. And all of a sudden now it tastes amazing and they're ready to eat it.
5: Brussels sprouts are the perfect example. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Where it's like
5: when they're cooked right and they got they're the, yummy. They got they're fried and they're crispy. It's like, man, Brussels sprouts is up there with bacon when it's cooked right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lord, like Lord, we did with and, the and,
4: dietitian. And, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's talk
6: about that for a second. Yeah. Just be, you know, cause a lot of people like fried stuff. Right. We talk about fried food and processed meats as special occasion food. So we're mm. talking about deli meats and luncheon right. meats and salami and sausages and hot dogs. Your charcuterie plates. Your charcuterie plates. Yes. All of those things have actually, we have found convincing evidence that they can lead to colorectal cancer. So they're toxic for the colon. With that being said, You're going to a game and you wanna have a hot dog. Great, you wanna have that charcuterie plate on occasion, do it. Well, guess that uh, throws out the bacon. (laughs) Occasionally, occasionally. Exactly, exactly. And the same goes for fried foods. Giving the body a ton of fat at one time, we have a really hard time breaking that down. And it can actually lead to gas, bloating, diarrhea, and abdominal pain. Got it.
4: We hear a lot about um, prebiotics,
8: probiotics. What are they and what do they do? So the reality is that there are billions of bacteria that live in our gut, right? And a lot of people are shocked to hear that there are bacteria that are living in your gut. And we break that down into good bacteria and bad bacteria. And they together make up what we call the microbiome or the microflora. And... You're, you're pretty much born with it. It's actually established by your mother, in most cases. And it's very hard. <laughs> you guys are probably all connected. Uh, yeah. We're learning how to manipulate the gut microflora to do things like reduce cancer risk, to make GI symptoms go away. And that's why I think prebiotics and probiotics have been thrown in the mix, because we know they play a role. But right now, we're still in a learning phase.
6: So when we talk about um, probiotics, we're talking about foods that actually contain good bacteria. Prebiotics are fuel for the good bacteria. So basically, prebiotics feed the probiotics. Oh. Okay? They've actually shown in research studies you need as little as a quarter of a cup a day of some of these foods, Mm -hmm. and that is enough to start causing some benefit Mm. in the gut. We've got all of our berries, green bananas, because they have more starch, whereas when they turn yellow, they have more sugar. They can cause gas and bloating when they're yellow. When they're green, generally they do pretty good. Even olive oil can be wonderful for helping the gut. It's also good for constipation. Constipation as well. There we go, right? Not to mention anti-cancer. Yes. And then oats, we've actually shown in research that oats help to grow a specific Specific type of bacteria in the gut good for reducing colorectal cancer risk absolutely wow. so we've got yogurt which there's tons of studies on yogurt it actually helps to grow bacteria that are good for mental health Got it. so it can actually improve our mood which mm-hmm. is pretty cool sauerkraut is one of those that unfortunately is pretty high in sodium so we have to be careful with it and then aged cheeses so not all cheeses fit this definition, but aged cheeses, things like cheddar and Gouda and Swiss are all aged at least six weeks. That aging process allows for these bacteria cultures to ferment and eat all of the sugars out. So they're actually naturally lactose free as well. So even people with lactose intolerance can enjoy aged cheeses. So I can eat cheddar. I can eat aged cheddar cheese. (laughs) Yes, you can.
4: I am. You know, I love cheese. I know you. I'm excited. excited. I love love cheese. cheese. I love.
6: If you even want to check, when you look at a nutrition facts label, look to that sugar content. It should have a big zero. Oh. If there's no lactose, and lactose is a sugar, you know that it's a lactose-free product. Now you got tricks in
8: the grocery store. Okay.
6: (laughs) I can have cheddar And the research has shown that if you make consistent diet changes, so you have to be doing these foods nearly every single day, mm. that's when you can play a role in okay. what your gut microbiome looks like. So you've got to do these things consistently, which is why I'm finding foods you like, that your gut likes, that you don't get symptoms with, that you want to have on a daily basis. That's when you can make some lasting change.
8: And trying to get it natural ways through food, rather through supplements when you can. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Weirdly, I have pain before I start eating in my stomach, like Mm -hmm. just like when I wake up. My stomach always hurts. My stomach, my back hurts. And then also on some very rare occasions, my prebiotics make me really feel like throwing up.
6: Yeah. And so this is where we want to look yeah. at like a food l- and symptom log. So this mm-hmm. can be really helpful is to not only log what you're eating, but the time you ate it and the time when the symptom happened, what those symptoms were, and then also giving me your emotional state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, for instance, if you have symptoms within 30 minutes of eating... It is not the food. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. takes longer than that for the food to leave your stomach. Mm. If it's reflux, that's different. If you're having heartburn or regurgitation or burping, those can happen within about 30 to 90 minutes after eating. But if we're talking about lower gut, bloating, gas, pressure, pain, even urgency to go have a bowel movement, it's not the food you just ate that's Mm. leading to that most likely.
8: It might be related to your mood at the time or Mm. what's in your stomach or not in your stomach can cause those symptoms.
5: I have a lot of problem eating food when i'm on set
9: mm-hmm. when i'm
5: getting ready to perform yeah when i'm doing anything yeah. that is stressful yeah i too. find it I ridiculously i actually find it repulsing yeah, to too. think about eating food
4: I know, like, when I get upset
8: about something, I won't eat. Is there something
5: for, is that a name for that? Do people talk to you guys about that? Or? I don't
8: know if you've heard about the connection between the brain and the gut. Yeah. This is the concept that there are physical and chemical connections between our central nervous system, or our brain, and our gut. Right. And there are millions of nerve endings in our stomach, and our colon, and our digestive system. There's two-way communication at all times. So, you know, you'll hear people say that I had a gut feeling or... I was sad and my stomach hurt. And it's because of these connections that we have between our gut and our brain, and they can sometimes regulate our mood. I definitely find that in my existence. And they say
4: that the gut is like the second brain of the body. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I wish I had known that earlier. And I think people should have more understanding, too, that if we're putting toxic foods in our body— It's going to help create toxic emotion, toxic moods. I've seen that in my own eating lifestyle, you yeah, know? and absolutely. So once I got rid of the gluten, I started to realize how happy I became, how emotionally happy I became. I got rid of eggs. I got rid of chicken. I got rid of oatmeal. Every I morning. I would have every, every morning. single morning, and I was trying to figure out why I was so low, so down, so depressed. It, I, would, I mean, literally dragging my feet to get through life. Now I wake up in the
6: morning, ready to go, happy, let's get this done. Yeah, and what we really see in the US is that people are using food to um, feed an emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have um, people who are eating the bulk of their calories after 7 p.m. It's usually mindless, snacking, sitting on the couch, not paying attention. It's just adding more calories. We don't want to put a lot of fat in our stomach at night. Mm -hmm. Fat takes a long time to be processed by the body. So if you take something high in fat later at night, when you lie down, it's still in your stomach and that can actually lead to reflux symptoms. Mm -hmm. So one thing I always like to talk with my patients about is why are you eating? It's not a, why are you eating that? It's a, am I hungry? Have I not eaten a while? What am I craving? Am I wanting something salty, sweet, crunchy, or fatty? If I am, it's probably not hunger.
4: Right. It's
6: usually fueling an emotion. Ask yourself, why why am I, I, yeah, am I hungry? Right. Just. So it's just being mindful. Mindful.
4: Now, that tends to happen to me around nine o'clock, 9.30. I will start to feel like, okay, I'm a little hungry If I get a tangerine, because I love cuties, but I worry about the sugar, is that a
8: good option
4: for that hour of night?
6: Yeah, it Hmm.
8: actually is an okay option. And I also try to remind people that sometimes you're actually just thirsty and dehydrated. Yeah, that's
5: me a lot of the time.
8: So trying to drink more water first and deciding if it's really thirst that you're trying to satiate or an actual hunger. I think that a lot of people don't realize that what you put in your body matters. You right. know, it's going to affect your mood, your level of stress, your sleep even, mm-hmm. um, how much energy you have. Mm-hmm. Right. So not to mention your weight and you know your likelihood of getting severe med- medical problems in the future. What you're doing is so important because you're empowering people with this information. Yeah. Our goal is to make you feel liberated of your GI symptoms. Thank you so much. This was this really This has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having it. us. Yes. It's for yeah, coming.
4: Absolutely. This was
8: awesome. Yep. This, this was really amazing. awesome. Thank you. It's fantastic that you had the colonoscopy when you had it because they took that polyp out. If you had waited another eight or 10 years, it's possible a small percentage of them will transition into a cancer.
4: Wow. That's good to know. If you're 45 or older, it's time. Go get your colonoscopy. It, no need to be afraid. Get your colonoscopy when it's time. It is easy peasy. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at Facebook.com slash Red Talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio.